Welcome to Beyond the Resumes, a career and professional development platform designed for you, the modern global professional. My name is Jerry Wan, and I invite you to join me every day as we learn from leaders from various industries representing the entire world. They'll share with us both their worst and best advice and a book that inspires them daily. Be sure to join our newsletter at beyondtheresumes.com, follow us on social media at Beyond the Resumes, and share this with a friend, classmate, or colleague. Thank you so much for tuning in, and here now is today's guest. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Beyond the Resumes. We are so excited that you can join us. And wherever you are in the world and whenever you may be listening to this, we wish that you are staying healthy, safe, and happy. Today, we're going to learn from an amazing friend of mine joining us all the way from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Welcome, Stacey Jean Lee, to the show. Hi, Stacey. Hi, Jerry. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Tell us a little bit about Stacey. A little bit. Well, I... I'm currently, like you said, in Philly, getting my master's in higher ed from UPenn. And I've actually been in Philly for about five years. I went to Temple. My original intention was always to become a classroom teacher. I always knew I was interested in education. And initially, I just saw myself as being that person in front of the class, facilitating discussions. But then once I started to do that more, I realized that my passion was actually more so in the one-on-one conversations that happen outside of class. So that's what led me to transition into becoming a career coach as well as higher education, where a lot of it is really that one-on-one counseling relationship with older students and helping them figure out what it is that they want to do with their lives. Because as I'm sure you know, right now, people are in a place where the quarter-life crisis is real, right? Like the sense of, I don't know what to do. The education system didn't really prepare me for a career is just so pervasive. So it really is my mission in life right now through career coaching to alleviate that as much as I can and to spread resources to people who really need them. I think that's awesome. And it's not just the educational system. I think what we have in our societies and in our direct communities, we have not been given as much inspiration through observation of people who look like me and you being able to do cool things. And now, Mm. I mean, the, the, the most desirable jobs didn't exist when I was in college 20 years ago. And so how do we expect our parents to inspire us or coach us or even lead us to believe that that is within the world of possibility? And, and so I think it is awesome that people like you, um, with your education, with your experience, are stepping up to help coach those people. Because unfortunately, a part of that entire matrix is that we still, many of us, um, operate under the permission-driven society where we feel like somebody has to give us permission to seek a career or at least be told it's okay. And we're not going to be, we're not going to get that okay from our families. We're not going to get that okay from the educational system. And so we need people, I don't know, new people, new friends, uh, new coaches, new mentors to, to let people know that it's okay. And that's what we hope to do with this conversation and with the other episodes here on Beyond the Resume. So if you're joining us for the first time, welcome. We, we start off the first question and we don't mean to start off in a negative place, but we hope to go to a better place after that. Stacy, what is the worst career or life advice you've ever received? And why don't you believe in that anymore? <laughs> well, it's interesting that you bring this up, given everything that you just said, because the worst advice that I consistently hear from people who are actually pretty progressive and forward thinking about this stuff, I think it's really well-intentioned. But um, anyway, the advice is to just follow your passion, Right. Because we, especially in our community, are often funneled into this version of education where money, prestige are the main 
factors of success. So well-meaning mentors and maybe even peers say, follow your passion because that will supposedly bring more happiness down the line than just shelling out for a law degree or going to med school. And I, I see that. But on the other hand, following your passion ultimately is not going to bring, I think, career satisfaction because people's passions are so diverse. Like We fail to consider the fact that as human beings, I have a passion for cooking. I have a passion for reading. I have a passion for uh, volunteering with certain organizations. But does that mean I can take all of those things and turn it into a career? You know, like not necessarily. The thing that I think kind of is on the flip side of that advice is to follow your passion, but to also consider your skills, your talents, your network and the types of support you have, as well as what people are looking for from you. Because ultimately, you're, you want to do things from a perspective of service. Right. So passion is just one very thin slice of the pie. You have to consider the big picture. And I think another layer there too is um, consider the implicit and explicit privilege of the person giving you that advice. Passion mm-hmm. chasing is, you know, and, and we get into this topic, you know, elections are obviously a big topic right now in the political world. People who get to intern on political campaigns for no money have to have other needs met and taken care of. And so when we talk about you know chasing passions or doing what you love um, without worrying about survival, not to shame anybody, but let's admit and let's just be very vocal and upfront about the uh, certain privileges that come with that. And also understand that not everybody that you're speaking to has those same privileges. And so um, that might actually be really bad advice. Now, from there, exactly. let's go to the best advice you've ever received, Stacey, and, and how it has and how has it impacted your life today? Mm-hmm. So the best advice I've ever received was actually from my mom, and I know that she did not come up with this principle. It's Pareto's principle, uh, which is the 80-20 rule. I don't know where she heard it from or where she learned it, but I think it blew her mind in particular because my mom is someone who came up you know, from a rough background and she immigrated here when she was in her early 20s, didn't really speak the language, didn't really. So she immediately became assimilated into this culture of just endless grinding, working at restaurants, working at uh, nannying jobs, really anything. And so when she was in her 40s and she heard this principle of that most of the results that you see comes from 20% of the effort, she really, it just blew her mind, you know? So I guess to explain it a little bit more, uh, it seems as though most of the effort that you put in, it's just not, how do I explain this? It's just not where you're going to see your results from. You need to be smart about the work that you do and essentially work smarter, not harder. So if you are seeking 100% in order to get the perfect 20%, it's going to be 80% of your effort. I feel like I didn't explain that super well, but you can look it up online. It's called the Pareto's principle, the 80-20 rule. And it really is how I try to structure my days just in terms of work and energy output. Another good way to look at it is if you are a salesperson or a revenue generating company, on average, according to the principle, 80% of your revenue will come from 20% of your customers. And the final mm-hmm. 20% will come from your 80. And the lesson there is focus on the 20 that are you know responsible for 80% of your business. Do 4x the work, not one quarter the work, right? So and, and in, in a perfect world, you should ignore the 80% because it's not worth getting the last 20%. 
and try to find other people that match and mirror the avatars or the customer demographics of the first 20. Really, really great lessons there. And um, big shout out to Mama Lee for uh, you know dropping that knowledge on you. And so you, you coach folks for a living. You're studying um, education at the highest levels. And, and you've had a robust life experience. All that considered, um, if you could leave one bit of advice as your legacy advice for the young person trying to find his or her first foot in the career world, what would that be? Mm. I would definitely say that my rule of thumb I try to operate by now is to not get caught up in what others are doing. I think a lot of times as young people, we get lost in the rabbit hole of scrolling and we're going on Facebook or Instagram, seeing everyone graduating and accepting these new jobs and just seemingly living it up through the highlight reel. And what I really, really urge people to do is to, first of all, stop scrolling. You know, if you're going to be using social media, you need to be using it intentionally and ideally creating content. And you're not going to do that by just looking at what everyone else is doing and feeling left out. Um, And then as an extension of that, really thinking, okay, what if I'm going to be using this platform and everyone has a platform of some kind, what exactly is it that I have to offer? What do other people, almost circling back to that worst advice question, what exactly do people need to hear from me and going from there? But just really cutting out the looking around and the comparison, just getting down and doing the work because it took me a long time to figure that out. And I really wish I knew that in my early 20s instead of now. If you're going to play, play hard. If you're going to rest, rest hard. Rest hard. You got to, again, with with the same Pareto principle, you have to make, you have to understand that 80% of your life's accomplishments and your value uh, will come from the 20% of the work. So when you're doing it, do it with intensity, do it with all you got. Um, Stacey, what, what is a book that is a favorite of yours maybe now, um, given all that's going on in the world, or a book that's always left a lasting impact on you that you want to share with our audience? Mm-hmm. So a lot of people listening probably have already heard of this book, but for the few who haven't, I feel like it's worth mentioning. Um, so the book is Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. And have you read this book, Jerry? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Yeah. I read this book soon after graduating, and it was actually one of the key pieces that inspired me to start my business because in the book, he basically breaks down the difference between a rich dad who is an entrepreneur and a poor dad who has all these credentials, the PhD, but is still living paycheck to paycheck and really struggling financially. So that book kind of blew my mind with all of the actionable advice that it had and got me thinking, okay, even though I'm going down this path of credentialing and this path of getting my master's, it doesn't have to be an either or situation. Like I can still have my business on the side and have multiple streams of income. So I really suggest people who feel like maybe they haven't quite found their groove in life to read that book because it prompts you to start thinking, what exactly do I have to offer that is just beyond the scope of my nine to five and really get started on that passion project. Awesome. And if you're out there and you want to learn more about and from Stacy, you can find her across all social media channels on LinkedIn and on Instagram. Just search Stacy Jean Lee. And we'll have the links to um, her Instagram, her LinkedIn, and her YouTube channel in the show notes or wherever you are listening to or watching this conversation. Stacey, I want to thank you for joining us today and sharing your best, worst, and uh, everything that you've had to share about career and life advice. Uh, Best of luck as you 
uh, wrap up your degree over there at Penn and best of luck to all of your clients as we navigate these challenging times in 2020 together. And I look forward to having more great and amazing conversations with you soon. All right. Thank you so much, Jerry. Have a good one. Thank you. Thank you. 